See if I can figure out turning my mic on this week. Sounds like it's on. So we're going to continue this morning with a study of Scripture that helps us in a time of need. And, and if I think that's where we're at. I think we're in a time of need. And we're going to look at Psalm 6, as you've already seen from our, uh, our memory verse this week. We're going to look at Psalm 6. And Psalm 6 has a very descriptive, uh, it's very descriptive about the times that we're going through. It's very descriptive about what I think we would probably today call depression. Depression. Because if if you read all of Psalm 6, and we're not going to do that this morning, but I, I invite you to do so. If you read all of Psalm 6, it sounds a lot like someone who is going through a depression. And we've seen again and again as we've studied these, as I keep saying that, that Scripture holds more than 365 verses that deal with fear and anxiety and worry and feeling troubled. And as we, as we have studied our way through those over the last few months, we've seen that we've been challenged con- continually to, to relinquish our own sovereignty over our lives and to trust the sovereignty of God. Well, this psalm actually takes us a little different place. It doesn't ask us to trust the sovereignty of God. It asks us to trust the love of God, the faithfulness of God. Can you trust the faithfulness of God? Can you trust the love of God? Can you? Because that is what that, that's what the psalmist tells us to do, is trust the, the faithful love of God. So let's read Psalm 6, and we're just going to read verses 2 through 4. It is up here behind me. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me, save me because of your faithful love. See, it says, because of your faithful love. It doesn't say, save me because you're God. It says, save me because of your faithful love. So we t- this psalm takes us a little different direction than a lot of, of the verses, a lot of the scripture on uh, trusting God. So let's look first at the context. Now, context, uh, the Psalm 6 is probably best described as, a, as an individual lament. Now, what that means in, in regular terms, what that means is he is crying out to God. He is expressing grief. He's expressing how he feels to God. Now, if you look at the subscript there, just above uh, verse 1 in Psalm 6, it says, for the choir director with stringed instruments... A psalm of David. So this is David to stringed instruments. So I have to tell you, I think in pictures, and so I automatically went to David sitting on a rock with dark sunglasses picking out a blues song. Because that's what this is, isn't it? This is a blues song. David is, 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 is picking out this, and, and, and it's two stringed instruments. So David is writing the original blues song here. 
And then it was sung, because it was set for a choir and set for stringed instruments, it was sung after David wrote it. It was sung for, for how many generations afterwards? So this is a blues song. So, so is it okay to, to sing the blues to God? Clearly it is, because that's what David has done here. And uh, I think it's important, I, I bring it up, I guess, as a, as a blues song, because music is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly powerful. Even if you are not particularly a music lover, the, the right song can put you in a different mood. It, it, music really drives us. As a matter of fact, there was a French philosopher who said, let me write the music for a nation, and I care not who writes its laws. It, that's how powerful music can be. And so music connects us on an emotional level, level different than our intellectual level of, of reading Scripture. Music connects us at a different level. It's an, it's an emotional uh, outburst. And so what we have here is, is David sitting on a, on a rock with dark sunglasses, picking out a blues song to connect with the emotions that we feel. Have you ever felt this way? Weak and feeble and, and shaken to your core? David has, and he wrote a song about it. He wrote a song about it. And, and we are to connect with it on that level on that emotional level. David is, is physically and, and mentally and spiritually and emotionally spent. And he writes a song. He's singing the blues to God. Have you ever felt this way? Because if you have, here's a blues song for you to sing. So what, is this, uh, what does this tell us about God? Well, it tells us that God knows that we're going to feel this way. He knows. Remember, this is God's book. God wrote it. What's in here is what God wants us to know about himself. And so here we have this psalm telling us that, that it's, it's not going to be abnormal to feel this way. So God knows that we're going to feel this way. God knows we looked last week from Hebrews 4 about how Christ can, can literally feel what we have. He has felt what we feel. He can feel with us because he has felt it. Here we have God telling us we can, we're going to feel this way. We're going to feel this way. You're not alone in, the, in these kind of emotions. God knows that you will feel this way. David wrote this. And then it was done to stringed instruments, and then the, it was sung by choirs. So it, through history, God has known we are going to feel this way. And so he gives us a psalm to sing the blues. What else does it tell us about God? It tells us that grace, God's grace and faithful love are the cures for this kind of depression. They're the cures for how we feel when we feel this way. Verse 2 calls upon the grace of God. Verse 4 calls upon the faithful love of God. They are the cure what ails us. They're the cure for feeling this way. It also tells us that God hears our cry for help. Verse 8 says God hears our weeping. Verse 9 says God hears when we cry out to him, and he responds with his grace and his love. 
His love, His grace, His mercy come through when we cry out to Him, when we're just honest emotionally with God. I, I, have, I have been making the point over the last few weeks, there's nothing that you can't bring to God. Nothing. There's no prayer that you can't bring to God. And here we have an, a, an emotional expression. Bring it to God. Bring your blues, sing the blues to God. It's okay. It's been done by somebody who, who, who God said was a man after his own heart. Bring your blues to God. It also tells us that God is faithful. God is faithful. Remember what the, the rescue here. Rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love. It isn't about our love for God. It's about God's love for us. You know, even, even uh, uh, John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only... You see, it's about God's love for us. It's not about our love for God. And that's a good thing because we can't always remain faithful, can we? We're not very good at faithful. God is always faithful. So this, this love, this grace, this mercy that we need when we are expressing these kind of emotions, when we are singing the blues to God... All of this is given to us based on his faithfulness, not our faithfulness. So what does this say about us? Now it says that feeling this way is not a sin. I want you to hear that again. Feeling this way is not a sin. I'll say again, this is God's book. He wrote it. He has it in here for us to know that we're going to feel this way. It's not proof that you don't have enough faith. It's not a sin to feel this way. Express your emotions to God. He can handle it. He can handle these kind of emotions. He can handle depression. He can handle this weak, feeble, wore-out feeling that we bring to Him. God knows we're going to feel this way. And He gives us what we need. He responds to us. So it's not a sin to feel this way. And it also says that you are not alone in feeling this way. Now, I know it seems that way. That's one of, one of Satan's greatest tricks, is to make you feel isolated, to make you feel like you're the only one that feels this. You are not. David felt it. They sang this song for hundreds of years, and we're reading it today. Through history and around the world, people have felt this way. So you're not alone. Sing the blues to God. Bring Him this, these feelings. And it tells us that the love and the grace of God are always available to us. Always. All we do is cry out to God. And He provides. He gives. He gives us His grace, His mercy. His love. He will hear. He accepts you as you are where you are. And he responds with grace and with love. Cry out to God. So what must we do? We must trust the faithful love of God.
I want to I repeat this because it's an important point. It isn't about how faithful you've been in loving God. It's about God's love for you. God remains faithful. We see it all through the Bible, don't we? All through the Bible, God is, is presented to us as the covenant-keeping God. Jesus comes ultimately because of God keeping a covenant. This is, this is all based upon the faithfulness of God, not your faithfulness to God. God is always faithful. And he is ready to rescue you. He is ready to save you. He's ready. Just sing the blues. Just bring him how you feel. Because he's ready to rescue and save you. So let's, let's look at verse 4, phrase by phrase. The first, first phrase is, turn, Lord. Rescue me. Now, this, uh, this turn is the idea of return or answer or restore. Now, has it ever felt like God was looking the other way? <laughs> when, when, when something's going on in your life and, 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 and now you feel like, man, it seems like God's looking the other way right now. This is, this is how it felt to David. So is it okay to express to God, God, it feels like you're not watching. David did. And so did generations after David when they sang this. Sometimes it feels that way. So, God, look over here. I'm in trouble. God, look here. That's what David is saying. And then rescue me. Now, this is different than save me, which is the second half. Rescue me literally means set me free. Now, if you have ever felt these kind of feelings, then set free from them is what, you, what you're dying for. What, what you're craving is to be set free from these. Because if you felt this way, you felt this kind of depression, then you have felt bound, isolated. You have felt trapped. And so David says, rescue me, set me free. Set me free from all of this. And then the next phrase, save me because of your faithful love. Save me is deliver me or preserve me. So, so this... That, in, the, in this one verse, we have the idea of set me free and lead me to a safe place. Set me free from the way I feel and lead me to a place that's safe. Deliver me. Move me from where I am to where I need to be. Deliver me. Preserve me. And I want you to notice the why here. Because of your faithful love. David's counting on, on the faithful love of God. He's not counting on his love for God. He's not counting even on the sovereignty of God. He's counting on the faithful love of God. This is what, what, what uh, Bible scholars call a, a purpose or intent clause. There is a, a reason that David is saying, save me, rescue me. And it's because of the faithful love of God. Because of the faithful love of God. Can you trust the faithful love of God? Has there ever been a time in history that we have right here in Scripture, has there ever been a time that God wasn't faithful? No. And there never will be. Because God is the covenant-keeping God. God. As I said earlier, Jesus is the ultimate expression 
of a covenant. All the way back in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve eat the fruit of the, uh, of the tree that they're not supposed to, God says, I will fix this. I'll fix it. And he does in Jesus. So from the first two people, we have a covenant that Jesus fulfills. God is faithful. He remains faithful. We have a problem. We, we have a hard time even wrapping our minds around the faithfulness of God because we know the unfaithfulness of mankind. That's all we know. God is always faithful. Always faithful. He will remain faithful even when we are not. We see it again and again in, in the Old Testament. God remaining faithful to the people of Israel even when they are not faithful to him. God remains faithful. So what does this psalm tell us? This psalm tells us that we can sing the blues to God. He can stand that. He can hear that. And he will respond to that. We can sing the blues when we feel this way. It's, this is, this is uh, another example of a, of, of a prayer that you can bring to God. God, this is how I feel. I feel like you're looking away. I, I, I am worn out emotionally and, and physically and spiritually. I am, I am weak. I am feeble. I am, as it says later in this, uh, this psalm, I am crying myself to sleep at night. I am done, spent. You can bring that to God. David did. Generations after him did. And here we are today, still talking about it. Sing the blues to God. He is always faithful, and his response is based on his faithfulness to you, not your faithfulness to him. Do you need to sing the blues to God this morning? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. These are tough times. It seems like every time we turn the news on, something else is going wrong. These are tough times. But we can sing the blues to God. We can tell Him how we feel, how we really feel. And let Him respond with His grace and with His faithful love. Father, we, we feel this way sometimes. When, when it seems like the news is just bad all the time, we feel spent. We feel weak and feeble. We feel worn out. Grant us your grace. Respond to us in your faithful love. For we will trust your love for us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.